On Sunday, audio of a phone call between President Trump and Georgia's Republican Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger was released. Mr. President, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Okay, thank you very much. Hello, Brad and Ryan and everybody. We appreciate the time and the call. Um, so we've spent a lot of time on this, and uh, if we could just go over some of the numbers, I think it's pretty clear that we won. We won very substantially, uh, Georgia. Trump spent the call saying over and over again that he won Georgia and alleged there'd been voter fraud, claims with no evidence. At one point in the call, Trump asked Raffensperger to go out and, quote, find votes, votes that would reverse the results. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find 11,780 votes, which is one more that we have. Because we won the state. And when Raffensperger and his lawyer told Trump they would not help him, that there was no voter fraud, Trump brought up a new topic, Tuesday's high-stakes Senate runoff elections. I think we should come to a resolution of this before the election. Otherwise, you're going to have, you're going to have people just not voting. They don't want to vote. They hate the state. They hate the governor. And they hate the secretary of state. I will tell you that right now. This phone call is the latest instance of Trump inserting himself into these runoffs. For weeks, Trump hasn't only been making unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud. He's also been at war with his own party. We're in this very strange moment in Georgia. That's Cameron McWhorter, who covers Georgia politics. The Republican Party is frantically urging Republican voters to come out to what they keep saying is hold the line by having the two Republican senators reelected, the Republicans will maintain control of the Senate. That is all happening at the same time that the president of the United States, <laughs> President Trump, is attacking the very voting process that Republican leadership here in Georgia is urging them to participate in. The Republican Party is asking Georgians to vote tomorrow for incumbents Kelly Leffler and David Perdue in two runoff elections. The prize is big, control of the U.S. Senate. But it will also be a test for how the Republican Party can move forward in a post-President Trump America. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Monday, January 4th. Coming up on the show, on the eve of the most closely watched Senate runoffs in American history, we talk to Republican voters about what matters to them and how they see the fight between Trump and their Republican state leaders. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. On the ballot tomorrow in Georgia are Democrats John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock 
and Republicans Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. After Trump's narrow loss in the state, Cam wanted to take a look at the Republican base. Republicans are going to need every voter they can possibly get. And I wanted to see both how these voters were feeling about the runoffs, but also if Trump's loss in the state was impacting how they felt about politics in general or how they felt about this election and the election process. So I headed up to Cherokee County, which is an exurb of Atlanta, where it's uh, traditionally very, very conservative. It's still very much a red part of this state. Can I get your names and your ages and what do you do? Yeah, my name's Michael Franklin. Uh, Ma'am, what about you? My name is Sydney, C-Y-D-N-E. C-Y-D. It's weird. Michael and Sidney Franklin were out on their porch when I came up to talk to them uh, in a very bucolic setting in a hilly subdivision in Cherokee County. They were very adamant that they did not trust the election results. They thought there was no way it could not have been manipulated somehow. You know, I know it's rigged this time because the Democrats went into all these swing states and they went in and fought to change the laws just months before the election about these uh, mail-in ballots. Everywhere Trump yeah. went, you know, he had, he was over here in Rome at right. 35,000 people and, mm-hmm. and 30,000 people in the town. And yeah, all those big Up in Wisconsin, 57,000 people. You, you can't tell me Biden won this election you know, at his little drive-in theater. Yeah. Now, what about um, this election in Georgia with these Senate races? Do you feel that, you know, if these, if the Democrats were to win these two seats, they they would control the Senate, which, and they are to control the House, and... And then I say it's all over with. That's the end of it. And when you say the end of it, you mean the end of the United States? What do you mean? I mean the end of our freedoms. They're going to take our guns, they're going to raise our taxes, they're going to tell us what to do and when to do it. Trump supporters, like Michael and Sidney Franklin, don't trust Democrats. But they've also been hearing the president's near-daily attacks on Georgia Republicans. He's been very, very angry. His ire has been directed not at the Democrats, but at the Republican leadership of this state. Those are all constitutionally elected officers all pro-Trump, all Republican. And he's mad at them because they wouldn't intervene in the election results. Right, to the extent where he's shown to win. The attacks have been relentless against Georgia Secretary of State Raffensperger and Governor Brian Kemp, both Republicans. And they had uh, electoral officials making deals, like this character in Georgia who's a disaster. And the governor's done nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. I'm ashamed that I endorsed him. And of course, Trump has also been using Twitter. Another day, another tweet that's stirring the political pot in Georgia. The president called Kemp, quote, a fool and a clown over how the state has handled the presidential election results. Mr. Trump was putting more pressure on the Republican governor of Georgia, tweeting, he refuses to do signature verification, which would give us an easy win. What's wrong with this guy? What is he hiding? The president tweeting last night, I love the great state of Georgia, but the people who run it, from the governor, Brian Kemp, to the secretary of state, are a complete disaster and don't have a clue or worse. Nobody can be this stupid. Why would Trump be attacking members of his own party? 
That is a question that members of his own party in the state of Georgia are constantly asking. Why are you attacking us? We, we support you. We think you're great. So it has caused great consternation among the Republican leadership in this state. And it has uh, caused a total upheaval among the Republican Party here. One of the reasons for that upheaval? Many Georgia Republicans are primarily loyal to Trump, not the party. I met a lot of very, very conservative voters, for sure. People who were very, very opposed to the Democratic Party. And in the rural parts of Georgia, which have been a bedrock for the Republican Party, many, many Republicans really adore Donald Trump. And they are coming to vote to vote for him. And so his loss in this state, which was an extraordinary event in the history of Georgia, is shocking to them and rattling to them. So just tell me, like, what are you thinking about the importance of this runoff? And All right, let me back up for just a minute. Laura Little, I came up to her porch and she invited me to come sit down with her on the porch and we chatted for a while. And she is very disturbed about the future of the country. She is now a devoted and ardent supporter of President Trump, did not believe that that he had lost the election unless there was some sort of nefarious effort. Now, what about this Senate race? We have two Senate senators up. How do you feel it's going to shake out? I'm worried. I'm very worried. I pray every day for our country, every day. She did not initially love Trump, but came to really embrace him, uh, in part because she is very strongly conservative Christian. And, uh, for example, his moving the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem and things like that, she found to be very, uh, she supported those things a great deal. And a lot of it had to do with religion with her. So when you say you pray for this country, um, I assume if you're, you're, you're a devout person... You've probably prayed for this country before, but do you feel there's a more earnestness now? Do you feel worried about the future of the, the country? The first time I ever prayed on my knees for the future of our country was was the last presidential election in 2016, because everybody said it was a given that there's no way that Trump could win. And I actually prayed on my knees, and I've been praying on my knees since, gosh, I don't know, November, way before November. My church actually gave out bracelets that said pray, vote, and fast, encouraging everyone to pray. And not just that Donald Trump would be reelected, but just as a, for our country, I feel like we're going down a very slippery slope right now. And because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. freedoms are being taken away when government wants to be in your own home and tell you how many people you can have at your table for Thanksgiving dinner. It's scary. After the break what the outcome of the Georgia runoffs means for the future of the Republican Party. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. Hiring? 
With Indeed, your search is over. With over 350 million global monthly visitors and candidate matching technology, Indeed helps you find quality candidates fast. As a listener of this show, Indeed is giving you a £100 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash thejournalpod. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, ma'am. If you got a minute, I'm, I'm Cam. I'm with the Wall Street Journal. We're just doing a story. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm out of breath, too. I know. I We're just doing a story about um, this runoff because it's so intense. As a voter, are you going crazy here? It just drags on and on and on. And on. <laughs> People get so aggravated, it just adds on to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. I just wish it'd be over and everybody could just go on. Cam went to the excerpts of Atlanta to talk to Republican voters. Who do you vote for? I'm going to vote for Purdue. I yeah. voted for Trump. And you voted for Trump. Okay. Yeah. All right. And most people uh, in Cherokee, that's the way it's been, right? I think a lot of the younger people are voting now that didn't vote before, you know? And, and, they're, and, and they're voting Democrat. Yeah. My daughter just graduated college, and she did. My youngest daughter voted Democrat. Did that cause any friction in the house or I not really? I ain't talked to her since May. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, are you send your kids to college, you think they come out smarter. There is a fundamental question of whether people are loyal unreservedly toward President Trump or whether they are loyal to the Republican Party leadership in Georgia, or whether they're loyal to what they perceive to be the conservative values of the Republican Party, and what does that mean to be a conservative? So my stance has always been that I'm going to vote for the candidate that's going to support the Constitution and support my values, which, you know, I'm very pro-life, I'm very pro-marriage, pro-family. So do you feel that the um, in this presidential race, did you feel that that was clear to you? Like who the... I felt that it was extremely clear. Yeah, so um, you were for President Trump? And, yes, I yeah. was. Megan Gayette was in a subdivision. She was unloading her groceries when we came up to talk to her, a young woman, a young mother very conservative and had moved from New Hampshire down to Georgia and loved it and loved the politics here. She liked President Trump, but it was not as ardent as some of the other people that I spoke to. She she is more concerned with conservative values being preserved. I mean, I, I'm very much against socialism. And, you know, so anyone who is, has any socialistic means, that is... That is not something that I am mm-hmm. um, supportive of. I tend to vote independent. Um, I don't affiliate with a specific party. Mm-hmm. I'm a constitutionalist, and um, but I do really believe that I do really believe that Trump embodied the Constitution, embodied America, and embodied um, independence. And- I think everything is shifting right now, so nobody really is certain about how this is going to shake out and about what it means to be a loyal Republican right now. And it's all caused great confusion to the party leadership, certainly in Georgia, but also to the voters. Like, they don't know where they stand. My name's Hunter Armstrong. Hunter Armstrong. I'm 72, retired. Hunter Armstrong was out in front of his house 
near his driveway when I came up to talk to him. He was very friendly, didn't wear a mask, thought that that was uh, foolish. He was very distrustful of Republican Party leaders in the state of Georgia, but really, really liked President Trump. So you don't believe that uh, President Trump lost in the state of Georgia? No, I don't. I don't think he lost. I don't think he lost. Nope. I think it was like, and, and this isn't just Georgia. This is all over the country. I have never in my life seen a, a presidential campaign where the opponent hides. He's the media is our problem. Well, well, we have a country that we. You're talking. <laughs> no offense, but you're talking to the media. No, no, I'm, I'm a reporter. I'm, talk, I'm talking about the lamestream media. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the lame that, that sells yeah. stuff that you go on TV, ABC, TVA. CBS, NBC. They are not reporting. They're not even giving the other half truth to any story they're giving. No, what do you? How do you get your news? Do you watch Fox? Or do you? What, what do you do? I quit. Well, the only thing I watch Fox is I watch uh, Tucker Carlson. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I go to Newsmax and One American News. Do you worry about the future? I mean, I don't know how long you've been a Republican, but uh, most of my life. I mean, I, I when I grew up, I'd usually vote for the for the person. Yeah, yeah. And the Democrats were within reason. The Democrats have just gone off the page. Yeah. You know, to me, why not just split the United States and let them live in their little green pastures? And, <laughs> and, and we'll keep the NRA, we'll keep the military, we'll keep everything they don't like, we'll keep the police, let them have theirs. He loved Trump. He did not trust Brian Kemp, the current governor. I think this is the challenge that Republicans in the state are going to have going forward. You have to have everybody on board as one team. And right now, that team is very fractured and very divided. To have any members of any Republicans going in to vote, and they need everyone to be marching in lockstep. The fear from Republicans? If their voters aren't marching in lockstep, the party will lose tomorrow's runoffs. Because instead of the runoffs being about Senate control, they'll end up being a referendum on Trump. One high-level strategist in one of these Senate campaigns told me, every day that I'm not spending talking about how my candidate is great for Georgia and the other candidate is a disaster is a waste of my time. So that was weeks and weeks ago. And I called him just the other day, and the guy said, Every day has been a waste of time <laughs> because it's all about <laughs> it's all about Trump. It's all about how is Trump going to yell at Brian Kemp and Brian Kemp isn't responding and Raffensperger's getting beat up and, you know, Republicans yelling at each other. The hope of the strategists is that they can convey, look, this is our last line of defense against complete Democratic control. And that is a powerful message, and they've been sending it very loudly. So with this backdrop, what are the chances the Republican Party wins tomorrow's runoffs? You know, the Republicans may win, then they hold the Senate. And that would be obviously vitally important for the Senate and Republicans nationally. That being said, whatever happens January 5th and whoever wins, this war is on and it is not going to be over January 5th. I mean, one Republican official here said to me, 
On January 20th, he's no longer going to be president, but he's still going to have a Twitter account. So Trump has declared war on Kemp, on Raffensperger. They're all going to be getting heat from him for sure. And there are going to be primary challengers. So we're going to have a bloody mess coming up. And it is not going to be pretty. That's all for today, Monday, January 4th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.